Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going down? Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of What's Going Down here on Patreon, ad-free or with ads on our main feed. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Finley Martin of Power Slam fame. Finn, how are you today? Kenny, I'm doing alright. I'm doing okay, yeah. I'm doing better than you. Don't tell people what's happened today. Just don't tell them, Kenny. We're here to talk about wrestling. We're Not here to talk, talk about you. I mean, Kenny seems to be morphing in the, away from wrestling into a removals man. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I feel like everybody who listens to this has has had a family member. In my case, it's a parent. But like, it, we've all got that family member who's a bit of a hoarder of stuff. And like, and look, I can't talk because I collect a lot of wrestling stuff. But my stuff is either in storage somewhere or it's, you know, in, in a place where it's supposed to be. It's not, if you walk into our house, unless you go up to the attic, where everything is, you're not going to see any of the wrestling stuff. It's all away in its own area. But um, today I was over helping with stuff, and it's like, just I mean, and there's bin bags of stuff, and you go, do you need, do you need to keep that? Yeah, no, I might need that down the line. Why? It's a, it's a car park for a 1993 Calibra, but it's needed apparently. So you, 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 you struggle <laughs> on. Um, but... That's it. <laughs> And It'll then, come. It might come in. That's the line. It might come in handy for something. Well, what? I know. And then you've got my mum, who who keeps all these cards from over the years, like Christmas cards and birthday cards. And you're going, 
you know, a bunch of them are for me. Just take the best one and keep that. You know how I feel about you. You don't need to keep 40 of them. Um, but yeah, we, we got a lot done today. We ripped up carpets. We got stuff in a skip. So it was a, a, a productive day, but just a long day. But I'm, I'm, at the end of the tunnel, the light is you, Finn. And the light is us talking about wrestling. So all's well that ends well. Well, thank you for that. So let's talk about said wrestling, because obviously the big news was last Friday when The Rock was going to be appearing on SmackDown. We had it had been advertised ahead of time, so we knew it was coming. And it was the main event segment, as we assumed it would be. Roman Reigns comes out first. He sort of talks to the crowd and calls them all idiots. Collective idiots. And then, of course, The Rock comes out and he comes out in basically like one of his old heel shirts, but modified into a vest. And, you know, right out of 1999, and Rock then basically gives us a a bit of the the heel corporation slash Hollywood Rock. Talked about how Utah is a bunch of chumps and fatties in the crowd and all this kind of stuff. And the, uh, you know, the kind of message is that the bloodline is is here to take out the, the crybaby bitches and that Cody doesn't leave WrestleMania, or that he does leave WrestleMania as a loser. So what did you make of this promo and The Rock's, I guess, return to being a heel? Yeah, I mean, I was aware, obviously aware that this was happening. We knew in advance. And uh, I mean, I actually watched this on Saturday morning, Kenny, which is quite unusual for me. Wow. This is my level of interest. Normally, I watch SmackDown on Monday, sometimes on Tuesday before we record, partly because so it's fresh in mind when we actually yes. cover it on the podcast. But I mean, I was really looking forward to this segment, and um, it was there on YouTube and uh, in full. And um, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I, I thought I'll I'll mention the part about it that I didn't like first. He started to making all these sports team references. <laughs> Just like, this means nothing to me. It will never mean anything to me. And I don't care. And I don't want to learn about American sports teams, right? I'm watching <laughs> wrestling. So I want to hear about wrestling, right? And I want to hear about stuff that's wrestling related. It always used to really annoy me in the late 1980s and early 1990s when I used to buy American wrestling magazines, Kenny. And they used to make all these references to baseball and football and batting averages and all this stuff. That's like, what are you on about? <laughs> I was having flashbacks to that era here with The Rock. So I didn't really like that part of it. But, I mean, overall, I thought it was solid gold. You know, the colour of The Rock's attire. I mean, the person that cracked me up the most throughout this was Jimmy Uso. He was just, he just found Rock hilarious. He was just cracking up when he said, uh, you know, a new in... They'd say they congratulated the people in Salt Lake City, Utah. They'd set a new indoor attendance record, not just for Salt Lake City, but for the entire state of Utah. And it was, and a couple people were like, yay! And then he said it's the largest gathering of trailer park trash the rock has ever seen. It's like, <laughs> so I mean, that was a really good line. And that led to the Cody chance and you know, Roman Reigns. I mean, you could also say the other thing about this that was, you know, problematic maybe, although I don't think it will be in the long run, was that Rock just overshadowed everyone else in the ring. Now, 
I mean, that's unavoidable. When you have somebody who's such a huge star and has all this presence and charisma and he's playing this role that he can do without even thinking about it. Um, you know, that was inevitable, wasn't it, really, that The Rock was going to overshadow them. And this was the night on which he had to, because this was when he officially announced that he had become a member of the Bloodline. This was his big coming out party. This was his big moment, his big um, switch. I mean, obviously, he'd done the heel turn um, the previous Thursday, eight days earlier. He'd done the done it in Las Vegas at the kickoff. We talked about that at the time. So, I mean, you know, but this was, you know, the first time that he'd been a member of the Bloodline on SmackDown, the TV program. So, I mean, it really had to be all about The Rock, didn't it, Kenny? You know, let's be honest, he did. Yeah, yeah. It had, I mean, I think he, he was always going to overshadow Jimmy and Solo because they are always kind of background players anyway. But, I mean, the Roman thing is the more important one. He overshadowed him, but... I mean, was... I mean, but Heyman as well. I mean, Heyman is usually somebody... Even he seemed a little overawed by it, which I'm sure was by design because Paul Heyman, nothing happens accidentally with Paul Heyman, does it? No. But I mean, but even with Heyman, I mean, Heyman is, although Heyman is such a great performer, you know, Heyman is not as good with Roman at this point because he kind of is that background player to Roman anyway. Like he kind of has to play that role. But I think he'll be better with Rock when they're eventually against each other on the mic. I think that'll yeah. be when we get the good stuff. But there's obviously the little Easter eggs that people are picking up on. Like when Rock is seemingly talking about Cody and he says, I'm going to make sure at WrestleMania you lose everything. But he's pointing to Roman Reigns when he says it. Yeah. Very subtly. So people are kind of starting to see Easter eggs. They're starting to think that maybe what they'll do is say that when Cody and Roman, when Cody and Rock whisper to each other, that's going to turn out that the whisper was that they're going to take down Roman. So, you know, the game's starting to be played. People are starting to develop theories which is quite exciting and I mean yeah I think this was a successful segment this is what I I I do love the fact that he did the heel vest thing based on based off of his old gear that's pretty good and I think a lot of people are just glad to have a fun rock character and I think this is way more fun than if he'd come back and just been doing his whole we're gonna make history rubbish that he always bangs on about yeah absolutely Absolutely. And, and this gave, I mean, Reigns' setup here was really good. I felt he said, you know, tonight is history. You know, t- tonight is the greatest night ever in WWE and people booed. And I don't feel like Roman Reigns was overawed by The Rock, but The Rock was obviously a bigger star. And the whole the segment was designed to flatter The Rock because it was, as I've already mentioned, this was his segment. So Reigns was standing back and letting him have the glory. Uh, but I've I felt like Reigns was certainly, I think once this, once we got over this, the initial, because we're still in this novelty phase, aren't we, of the Rock as a heel and the Rock as a member of the bloodline. And probably by this Friday, if he makes another appearance, I imagine he will, maybe backstage, because yeah. it was a double taping, wasn't it? Yes, so you'd imagine, that, I think that cause there are two backstage bloodline segments. So I'm assuming he'll be in them and we'll see what that's meant to be. Yeah, I mean, I think when they're actually sat there together backstage, because Reigns always owns the room, doesn't he, in the Bloodline segments. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, who's who, which character our eye is drawn to. Now we've, you know, had that initial segment where Rocks announces officially a member of the Bloodline. And, you know, if you smell what the Bloodline is cooking thing at the end there, 
So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing those segments on this Friday SmackDown. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a hell of a segment. I don't know whether the ratings are available yet for the show. I don't think they are. Yeah, no, I don't, no, I don't think they're available yet. I think they should be out later today as we record this. But uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find... I'll just, I'm just going to make sure... Yeah, I just had a quick look just as we uh, came on the air and uh, just started recording and um, I couldn't find them. So it's going to, I'm curious to see how many people tuned in because, I mean, you know, this was big. It felt big. I mean, the audience knew when Rain said this tonight is history. He wasn't wrong. I mean, if you were there for that segment, that's a segment you'll remember forever. Yeah. And I think the reason that the, 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 the number hasn't come out yet is yesterday was a public holiday in America. So. I think that's why it's not coming out yet. But yeah, I mean, it's going to do a monster number. They're going to do great. So they're going to be very happy. But elsewhere on the show, we had a couple of qualifier matches. We had quite a few qualifying matches for the Chambers. Uh, we had Kevin Owens beating Dominic Mysterio, along with Logan Paul beating The Miz in qualifier matches for the men. I mean, pretty obvious outcomes in those two, I think. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I thought Dominic Mysterio versus Kevin Owens, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, pretty much the perfect opening match. Um, I mean, Dominic had really quite a lot of offence before he was inevitably beaten. Uh, Dom kicked out of a frog splash. Um, and we had some, um, you know, hijinks with our truth at ringside. Dom ordered Truth to get him a chair. Truth went and got a chair and then sat down on the chair and Dominic was distracted. And then Owens won with a pop-up power bomb. So they actually looked after Dominic on on the finish there. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't even a clean, you know, this is like how highly they value Dominic Mysterio. He wasn't doing a clean job even to Kevin Owens. He was obviously yeah. seen as a big deal because they had a non-finish in his match with Logan Paul. So Kevin Owens is well up there, but he wasn't allowed to beat Dominic Mysterio cleanly. So uh, and that furthered the you know, the truth story, which also continued on Raw, which we'll be talking about. Yes. Uh, and then also the female side, we had Tiffany Stratton beating Zelina Vega to qualify for the chamber. And then in a very rough match with Naomi and Alba Fire, where Naomi defeated Alba Fire. But oof, I mean, that one was just awkward. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, we've seen worse, but I mean, yeah, Alba Fire, the Unholy Union. I mean, they've had some TV time lately and they're going to need to start showing that they belong. 
Otherwise, they may not be members of the WWE roster for much longer. And, you know, Naomi hasn't been back for too long. I mean, I thought she had a good night at Royal Rumble. And she was in that match for a very long time, wasn't she? Yes, she was. I mean, I think it, the thing is, she obviously went to TNA and did yeah. really well. So we yeah. know she has in her. It's not the... But I mean, I guess the difficulty might be that... I don't I don't know what the process is of like... <clears throat> you know, if Naomi's going to do a match with Diona Parazzo, for example. I don't know, do they get a lot more time to work out what they're going to do? Rather than in WWE with Alba Fire, like is that the problem, or do they just not click? I don't know, but yeah, she, I mean, she's do- been doing this for a long time now, haven't they? They should, they should actually, really, at this point, should be able to just go in the ring with a finish and put a match together. They're both veterans, aren't they? Yes. So it's you know, hopefully, hopefully things will will get better. But I mean, again, they were they were also the two kind of obvious outcomes. Uh, yes. Here, but also the other big thing on the show was that Nick Aldis signed Braun Breaker, so he is now a member of the SmackDown roster. Kind of shocking because I think we expected Breaker might be the person to face Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania, which now seems to be off the table. But yeah, he's on SmackDown. I'm kind of curious to see what he does. Maybe he's the person that oh, maybe he's the first person that faces Logan Paul at WrestleMania for the US title. Uh, I'm curious what they're going to yeah. do with him. Yeah, I mean, it would. I mean, they've obviously put a lot of TV time into Braun. I mean, he's done really well in NXT. I mean, this Wolf, Do- Wolf Dogs partnership with Baron Corbin has been this, you know, unexpected hit of the year. I mean, they have done so well as a team. They're NXT tag team champions, and um, and and at the same time, he's just signed with SmackDown. So, you know, you would think they're either going to lose the belts at one of the shows between now in Stand and Deliver, or at the very least, at latest at Stand and Deliver. Um, but yeah, I mean, Braun Breaker's somebody that they're, they're really high on and, and they and they should be as well because he can do it all. And I think, you know, a lot of us were thinking, well, if, you know, I think I used the phrase in the magazine, they've been trying his patience in NXT by not bringing him up to the main roster quicker or sooner. But I think they've actually brought him up at just the right time because... You know, he was a face for a long time. Then he did the heel turn. And I think he had a lot of fun with the heel turn in NXT. And then the crowds turned him babyface again. And that's his natural role because he's so animated. And, um, you know, the whole character is kind of, it almost seems like a cartoon character, doesn't it, really, the Braun Breaker? Because he's so over the top. But it's a very realistic wrestler. And I think he's going to be, I think he's, where, whichever brand he ends up on, he's going to be fine. But I, I'm with you, Kenny. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Breaker versus Gunter at WrestleMania. And that just seemed like a natural match to me. I'm not sure who Gunter's going to face. Yeah. I mean, at one point, it might be Chad Gable. And he had the big win over Ivar on Raw. And the crowd was really behind Chad. But, you know, there's no real story there yet, is there? No. And, uh, well, I mean, let's move over to Raw, actually. So, because. The main event of Raw was Jey Uso and Gunther for the IC title. And Gunther retains in the end with help from Jimmy Uso, who ends up getting involved and costing his brother uh, because he ends up like ring, ringing the bell with a hood on, revealing yeah. himself to be Jey Jimmy had Uso. The match. Jey visibly had Gunther pinned with a splash, right? Yeah. Had him Gunther beaten. down for one, two, three, but the bell rang. And it was Jimmy Uso who rang the bell, and then Gunther goes after Jay, and they kind of have a back and forth. And in the end, uh, Jay goes for another splash, and Gunther puts his knees up and pins Jay for the three count. 
But there was a story that came out today, which kind of shocked me, to be honest. Wrestle votes on Twitter, or X, who tend to you know report quite a lot of stuff, had said that they were told that... Let me just read the tweet here. Hearing an interesting story we hope to follow up on with more tomorrow... Sources state that there were multiple people within the company under the impression that Jey Uso was winning the IC title on Raw. I'm told that as late as 6pm this was the direction on various show rundowns within the creative and digital departments. So it's very mm-hmm. odd because you just can't imagine that Gunther's reign would have ended on Raw in a match. But No, no I'm having a hard time believing that one. But you know, maybe, I mean, maybe they were putting that on run sheets to throw people off the scent because they know those run yes. sheets get out every week. Yes, yes, I don't believe. I mean, it was so obvious. I mean, Jay came so close to beating Gunter here. It was kind of a fluke pin, so he was totally protected on the finish. Um, and Jimmy, we knew, we know that obviously we've known for months that Jimmy and Jay wanted to have a match at WrestleMania. This angle confirms that they will have a match at WrestleMania. And like, had Jay become IC champ, I think that would have almost clouded the issue, really. Because, you know what I mean? Jimmy had to cost Jay the match in order for Jay to seek vengeance against Jimmy in their WrestleMania match. If Jay had won the belt, then Jimmy had come out. You know, where's the revenge story? There isn't one. It doesn't exist. And like, for Gunter to just drop the belt kind of willy-nilly, sorry, that's just not plausible to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't. I mean, I, I believe the person who got told it was on the run sheets is true. Because why would the person, why would sources say it was on the run sheet? If it wasn't. I think the the run sheet was deliberately misleading yeah. to people. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, done that. They've done that before, and it's like um, it's you know it's a device they use to throw people off the scent, and um, you know it's who can blame them because yeah, no. we don't want to be surprised, and um, I'm sure they are amused when information gets out and it's reported incorrectly, I'm sure that does amuse them. Yeah. And then they're probably trying to work out who leaked it, who was, you know, (laughs) who's a rat, you know? I mean, the fact that they've not figured that out by now, all these years later, is kind of astonishing. But, uh, I mean, in in terms of the Gunther thing, though, because we did get the promo earlier in the show where Sami Zayn was asked about the bloodline interfering in the opening match with Cody and Drew, that we'll get to in a minute. But Sammy said that he had to hit the pause button in his feud with Drew. He knows uh, how he, you know, he, you know, I know how I get when I'm focused on one person, I get stuck. But he said there's still a path to WrestleMania, not to go there, but to do something historic, and he will be a champion. So maybe Sammy is someone who's going to be in the running to face Gunther at WrestleMania. Um, I wouldn't be against if it was if there was a good way story wise to get it to have Chad Gable in there too. I mean, last year Gunther did have some people argue match of the weekend against Drew and Sheamus. So yeah, he's done it before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, someone else who I think also I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do is Andrade. So him have a promo on this show. So Sammy, Chad, and Andrade to me are the three people who I kind of think are they going to be involved with Gunther at WrestleMania in some way? One of them, two of them. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean. The thing about, you know, Gunter and Braun Breaker, which now, as you say now, does not seem, I mean, maybe it's still possible, but it's 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 at best highly unlikely. To me, you know, Gunter's longest reigning IC champion ever by a mile now. And when he drops that belt, it should be to somebody who can really benefit from it. And Sami Zayn, 
you know, he's established. He's gone as high in the company as he's ever going to go. Uh, well, maybe if he turns heel, possibly could have a short reign as champ at some point. But I mean, to me, Sami Zayn is not the person who should end Gunter's reign. Chad Gable, I mean, maybe. But I mean, Chad's somebody that we all like. And the crowd loves him. I mean, they were so behind him in his match with Ivar. But it's hard for us to really have faith in WWE, you know, awarding Chad a consistent push because it starts and then it stops. And then he yeah. just, you know what I mean? He just then doesn't do anything for weeks. So there is definitely support there for him. But it's like, is Chad in a position? Should he be the one to end this historic reign? Um you know, and who was the other person that you were suggesting? Andrade. I mean, maybe you could say Andrade, but I just don't really. Know. I don't. I don't know what. You, I'm just trying to think about once Chambers out the way, right? We've got a month to WrestleMania. What are these big names doing at that show? And there's not much I can see for the three. But I mean, Chad's a long shot. I don't think Chad's going to be involved as much as I'd love him to be. But I don't really see what Andrade is going to be doing at WrestleMania. So, you know, is that the only big thing we could put him in? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, what? So, I mean, out the three of those, if it is, say it's Chad, Sammy, or Andrade, who who would be the one that would float your boat the most? Is it Chad float your boat the most? Would it be Chad? I mean, I think probably because I mean, remember that they had the match last year when Chad brought his kids in and his kids were crying, and it felt to <laughs> me like you know after he was beaten, it felt to me like that can't be the end of the story. Sorry to no. use that phrase. People are probably <laughs> hearing that phrase by now. So I kind of thought maybe it could be Chad, but I mean, they're going to have to get the machine behind him and make people believe in him again. And okay, they've still got quite, they've still got a few weeks to do that. Yeah, And people like Chad, so I think they would get behind him, but yeah, they're going to have to get a move on right after Chamber if it's going to be Chad. I mean... Andrade, I like him. I think he's a real talent. But, I mean, he's only had... Well, he's only appeared on... He was obviously in the Royal Rumble match, but he hasn't wrestled on TV apart from that yet, has he? Yeah. I mean... So, should he be the one to score this historic pinfall, historic victory over Gunter? I don't know. I don't know whether he's quite ready for that. I mean, I'd like to see him become champ in future. And I like the way they're, they're reintroducing him with these videos and having him speak. Because that was always the complaint about him, wasn't it? That his English wasn't very good. And yes. it's improved loads. So, I mean, I think he's doing really well so far. But maybe giving him a win, a win of that magnitude so quickly could potentially backfire on him. People might think he's, he doesn't deserve this win. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think part of the reason that people also think Chad might be involved is because he got a DQ victory over Gunther on the house show at the weekend. Okay. So I think people are kind of thinking is that foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be open to something with three people in it because, you know, I think Gunther is good enough that he can make that work as well. But if it, if it was up to, I mean, my order of happiness would probably be Chad best, Andrade middle, Sammy last, because Sammy just feels quite Pulled off to me, yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what they come up with. But you you mentioned earlier our truth, and I've got to say, I thought the segment with Jackie Redmond interviewing our truth as if she's doing like some sort of like sixty minutes, <laughs> you know, expose with like a victim or something was so funny. And our truth just selling it so well, and you know, he he thought the Judgment Day it was going to last, and you know, at least he's got the help of Shawn Michaels and Triple H, which obviously is Champa and Gargano. 
And it led us to the big eight-man tag with Priest, Balor, Dom, and JD against Miz, R-Truth, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. And even though Judgment Day won here, the crowd are really receptive to R-Truth and really want him to succeed. So maybe there is life in this potential tag title match at WrestleMania with Miz and R-Truth uh, because the fans seem to be really into Truth. I'm, t- I'm convinced it's happening. I am convinced it's going to be R-Truth and the Miz versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor at WrestleMania, and our truth and Miz are going to win. That's my prediction. And yeah, I do wonder as well if like, if that if that was to happen, I could see them doing something where Priest loses and then he cashes in on the Raw title at some point. Like I could see them doing that potentially. Um, yeah. You know, cause I think, yeah, it's going to be tricky. Funny one, WrestleMania, because like, it feels like... You know, Rhea Ripley did the, the, the split screen promo with Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley wasn't with Judgment Day on the show, was she? No. And like, she's turning face soon. If she hasn't turned face, she, it may even be this weekend in, in <laughs> Perth. I don't know. Oh, she'll be a baby face this weekend, no matter what. She yes. will 100% be. But she's um, turning soon. And Judgment Day, I mean, you know, Hopefully they're going to do all right, these guys, when the when the faction splits. But I think Balor and Priest need to really go their separate ways. I think they've peaked as a tag team. There's not much left for them to do, really, let's be honest. And Priest has got the briefcase. So if he's going to cash in, he sort of needs to do that fairly soon as well. Um, and they sort of feel, I wouldn't say they would feel irrelevant, but there's... Lots of acts that feel hotter than them. In saying that, I think Balor and Priest will have a really good match this weekend against Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. I mean, that's obviously a big match for Bate and Dunne, isn't it? They want that match to go really well and be very well received. Yes. I can't see the belts changing hands at Elimination Chamber. No, got, no, there's no chance. It's just not on the cards. Um, but there was a lot, lots of other good stuff on Raw. We obviously had the opening match with Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. They went almost twenty minutes, and the the bloodline, you know, sort of were a, were a force again. Well, for the first time of the night, Jimmy Uso ran it first, and then Simone, Simone Spike from Solo Sokoa, and Drew McIntyre pins Cody Rhodes. So Finn, I don't think we ever need to bring up is Drew McIntyre resigning ever again. I mean, there is no way that they are having this guy pin Cody Rhodes in what is only the second pinfall loss of his career in this WWE run. In, in this WWE career run. He's only only lost to Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. Drew yeah. beats him here. I mean, what more do people need as proof? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's quite a sweetener, isn't it, for Drew? Well, I'm not sure if I'm signing. Well, we're going to book you to beat Cody tonight. Mm, okay. I'm still not sure. At that point, you'd be like, okay, we've changed our minds. You're losing in 90 seconds, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a long match. I mean, it took a while to get going. I think, I don't know whether people really felt, really people really felt ready for it in the opening match slot. But certainly the second half of it felt massive, felt monumental. It felt like a main event, you know, premium live event, pay-per-view caliber uh, matchup, I felt. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, when we had uh, Jimmy ran out and distracted Cody and the referees there getting rid of Jimmy and then Solo suddenly appeared and 
nails Cody with a Samoan spike to the throat, and then you know McIntyre scored the pin. I mean, it was a shocker. That was a shocking loss for Cody Rhodes. And then backstage, there was a really nice little touch where Cody's in the trainer's room, looking like disheveled, knackered, didn't. You know, it was just like they're totally disorientated, didn't know what was going on. And Seth Rollins walked in, looked at him, and then just left. <laughs> well, he did, he did, he did that kind of, he put his, he kind of patted his knee to say, you know what we need to do. Yeah. That was the, the inference from, from that. And, and that was enough. You know, sometimes you don't need, the, the good thing about now is that we, we're getting kind of subtle stuff. Cause remember before when we used to just get hit over the head with everything? It, you know, there was no subtlety in the storytelling. And now we're getting it. So it's it's good. It's 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 enjoyable to watch. Um yeah, I mean I think the the, the Cody Drew match, I agree with you, it did take a while to get going, but the last few minutes were great. Really, really good stuff. And I think that this this loss actually kind of helps the Cody story because it shows you that the bloodline are up to their old tricks again. Yeah, and that's and then also, you know, Michael Cole was great in commentary talking about the hypocrisy of Drew McIntyre, who has been banging on about, you know, for a year and a half about how his opportunity was taken away. And he, you know, after the Simone Spike was hit on on uh, on Cody, he Clash hit the, the Claymore. Castle. Yeah, Clash of the Castle back in Cardiff, yeah, in the match with Reigns. Yeah, he's just been banging on about that ever since, hasn't he? And here he was, you know, taking a tainted win. He didn't mind that the uh, that Solo Sokoa interfered. He was happy to take the victory here. So he's obviously changed. Yeah. And what did you make of uh, what did you make to Pat McAfee's kind of brain cam that he has at the end where he's got the old Bobby Heenan gimmick of doing the circle on people on replays? I, so, I don't know. I don't know whether this is gonna have <laughs> legs or not. I mean it might do. I mean he's strange as Pat McAfee. There's a couple of times where he's talking at the wrong time. You know, he's just you can see this whole life, I mean, he's obviously done commentaries and all sorts of stuff, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of moments there where he's talking and then they're going to a, a pre-tape. It's like, no, you're not supposed to be talking when they go to a pre-tape. <laughs> and then he mentioned some line about, um, you know, Cody Rhodes, you know, he's got to watch out for the judgment day. You know, he might be at a truck stop taking a dump, you know, and he's susceptible to being ambushed by the judgment, not judgment day, bloodline. Mm-hmm. We don't need those images in our head, Pat, of a top babyface taking a dump at a truck stop. Thank you. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no one else could get away with saying that. Uh, well, let's move on to the other thing. We, we did have the last chance battle royal to, to be in the women's chamber, and it was won by the returning Raquel Rodriguez. I got to say, I know there was stories last week that Jade Cargill was going to get that last spot, but I totally agree with the kind of general opinion that if she's not winning it, don't put her in it. Don't put her in the chamber match. Absolutely. And like, you know, Jay did all right at Royal Rumble. I mean, she did okay there. And, um, you know, why rush these things? I mean, there's no point. And um, if she's not ready, then don't put her in a match that she's she's not going to shine in. I mean, that's just foolish. That's just counterproductive. So, uh, and, and I'm with you. I mean, we know who's winning the Elimination Chamber match. They've made this very clear for weeks, if not <laughs> more, maybe even months now. And um, and if they haven't made it clear, I have. 
So, I mean, you're right. I mean, Jade Cargill appearing in that match, it, it would have served no purpose for her. And um, to me, at this point, is she going to have a match? I've heard that she might have a match with Nia Jax at WrestleMania. Yeah, or they, or they could do the Bianca Belair, but maybe that's rushing it because maybe that Rumble showdown or stare down is kept for, for later. I mean, I thought she did, in the Rumble, she did a lot better than I thought she would have been able to do in that position. Yeah, she was, yeah. She did, I thought she did really well, but, you know, I, I would rather they took the time, but hopefully this year, you know, like I said before, I, I would actually be really up for her winning money in the bank because I think it gives you, you know, a year of kind of built-in stuff of her being on TV and her showing up with the briefcase and stuff like that. That that to me is where you maybe want to put it in something like that rather than the chamber where she's just going to lose and then not be a part of the title matches at WrestleMania. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they do. Yeah, I actually think, yeah, Money in the Bank, that's a good idea because, yeah, just they can work out, well, obviously the whole match is worked out, but with... Jay, that's the sort of match where you can get everything worked out in advance, what she's going to do. And she wouldn't have to do that much when you think about it. She'd have to do enough that it would look like she'd earned the, the contract or earned the briefcase. But I mean, that's a good spot for her. And then there's no, she's in, you know, people are going to be like, wow, when's Jay going to cash in? But as we see me, Damien Priest, he hasn't cashed in yet. So she's under no pressure to cash in immediately. It could take three, six months. And um, that is a good spot for her. And it makes her, we know she's a star. We know if she wins the briefcase, we know she's a star. We know that the company thinks she's going to be huge. They've already told us that anyway. But this is confirmation. They've given her the briefcase. And we're going to be interested in what she does next. But she doesn't necessarily have to do anything that quickly. So it's actually the... Perfect spot for her, winning the Money in the Bank. You are right, Kenny. Uh, and then the last thing just to mention from uh, from Raw is we later on saw Nia Jax basically beating down the rest of the participants in the, or all the participants in the female chamber. It started off with a Becky Lynch promo, which led to all the other women in the chamber match coming out and sort of doing, you know, the kind of Raw in the match, let's have a promo party. Yeah. And in the end, Nia kind of laid, laid them all out and was standing tall and I thought they accomplished a bunch of stuff here. I mean, obviously, the everyone coming out and doing a promo battle like that is quite lazy, but I don't really know how else you get them all in there and have Naya then be able to take them out. Do you remember that segment years ago? And it was for like a Money in the Bank match, and they started Raw with like all the guys sitting on top of ladders? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, just on... At least it wasn't that. At least we didn't come back from break. And just see all of them sitting on a ladder chatting. Uh, but yeah, what did you make of Nia Jax laying them out? But did that help sort of push everything in your mind? Yeah, I mean Becky Lynch is not Becky Lynch is normally really good on the mic, and she was out there too long, and she was it was kind kind of like she she hadn't been given a script, and she was just filling time, and she was really know what to say. Uh, I felt like she was out there too long. Then Liv arrived, and I was having flashbacks to the old days when they used to do these things. And I'm not a fan of these type of angles where they don't really have anything to say. Because what are they going to say? I want to win that chamber match, and I want to go on to WrestleMania and receive a title match. And that's about it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And because most of the people in the match are actually faces, aren't they? Lynch's, Morgan's, Raquel's. Naomi is, 
So they can't really, you know, they, I mean, Tiffany Stratton's the only heel, right? Have I got that right? I think I have. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. So we've only, we only had one heel, and she's only just arrived. So and she was unexpected because she's a SmackDown wrestler, isn't she, Tiffany Stratton? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they didn't really have a whole lot to say about each other because they're not really feuding with each other. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit of a tricky segment, and yeah, I'm glad that Nia Jax went to the ring and destroyed everyone because. You know, that was, to me, far more memorable than anything they said. And I think Naya needed to look dominant here and, you know, like she was unstoppable because, you know, this is Naya's big, big match. This is big test for Elimination Chamber. I mean, we know Rhea's going over, but it, I'm hoping Naya's going to find that, you know, that magic she she had in the famous Ronda Rousey match, right, Kenny, from 2019, yeah? No, 20- yes, 2019, yeah. 2019. Money in the Bank, wasn't it? Yes. Money in yes. the Bank. Um, Actually, it was it? Oh, no, 2018, sorry. 2018. It was 2018 because that's when Alexa Bliss cashed in at the end of it. So Yes. I mean, um, that incredible match that Ronda and Naya had. Best match Naya's career. Oh, absolutely. Just an awesome match and just so unexpectedly so. And I think, you know, Rio will be hoping that Naya's going to bring that sort of energy and hopefully they can you know, discover that type of magic between them, that type of chemistry. I mean, probably they won't. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I mean, the crowd are going to be on Rhea. So, I mean, that's going to be very helpful, isn't it? There's going to be a big, you know, huge atmosphere there. And that always helps. So, um, yeah, if Rhea pins Naya clean, which she has to do, um, then I think this angle here will have served its purpose in in a sense that it made Rhea look, you know, even more you know, heroic because she's beaten the mighty Nia Jax. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think they're, they're building it pretty well. And I mean, Becky and Nia had a really, I mean, to be fair, maybe the Becky Nia match from a few weeks ago was better in the ring. I mean, that Ronda Nia match is just excellent. So I, I've got high hopes for Rhea and Nia as well. I think they're going to do really well. You know, the, I think the crowd are going to be very into it. And they've done a really good job of building up Nia Jax. I think when she returned, we were a bit like, okay, Nia Jax again, but they've, they've booked her really well, and she's yep. she's delivering. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But this this match with Rhea, you know, this is it. You know, if if this delivers and this is this exceeds expectations, you know, she, and I hope I really hope for Nia that she that it really works on the night because you know this is going to be like a you know from her an fu to everyone who said that she didn't deserve to be rehired, wouldn't it? That would be absolutely. Yeah her revenge on all the naysayers. 100%. Uh, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for now. We'll be back on Thursday for Power Slam, where we'll talk about a lot of wrestling stuff and um, whatever's going on. There's there's always stuff. There's always things happening, so we'll be discussing them. But if you if you, if you can't get enough of us, then Patreon is the best way to get daily content that we are involved in. Patreon.com forward slash Inside the Ropes. Our No Way Out 2004 review is up where we talk with Sondra about that epic main event of, Ed, of Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar, and I kind of died undercard. But we are there to, to discuss it. And yeah, there, there's the magazine, obviously, I said that it was magazine. You can pre-order issue 42 now. It's out on February 29th, which is next Thursday. And you can order Pers- the Personal 94 yearbook. There are limited quantities left of that at personalmagazine.com. We're everywhere, Finn. 
We are indeed. Yes, we are indeed. And we're going to be reviewing, finally, Kenny, the Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair cage match from World Class, December 25th, 1982. We're going to be giving our thoughts on the Iron Claw. We still haven't talked about it yet, have we? No. So I'm going to see that tomorrow. So we will talk about it. I feel like everybody has seen the Iron Claw. My personal trainer told me he went and saw the Iron Claw at the weekend. He doesn't even watch wrestling. So I feel like... I need to get my finger out and go and see it. So I'm going to see it tomorrow. So, um, yeah, we'll be talking about all that on, th- uh, on Patreon as well. So that'll be up over the weekend. So, yeah, thank you so much for all your support, everybody, as always. And we'll talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.